Episode two, episode two. Yeah, I'm part ex- two. I can't even believe it. If you're here joining us for the first time, welcome. If you are not and you listen to us episode one, then welcome back. Yes, yes, yes. Now, what are we listening to right now, Jimmy? We are listening to Brooklyn Express, song entitled 69, which probably sounds a little bit like Spank by oh, ju- Jimmy Bohorn. Just a touch. And why is that? Well, that's because the owner of this label and producer was basically known for covering disco records and writing his own name as the writer, changing the title, putting them out as instrumentals. <laughs> That's great. And this was mixed by T. Scott, famous DJ mm. from Better Days in New York. And speaking of DJs, who are we? Who are we? Who are we? I don't know. Who are we? <laughs> I am John Michael Despirito. And I'm Jimmy Dupree. And we are here for episode two of About That Analog Life. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again. Mm-hmm. Shall we get underway with That Analog Life, John? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm going to take the first record here. And what we got is, uh, if y'all are familiar with the Crown Heights Affair, I do love them. They're some of my favorite um, my favorite group records uh, out of the 70s and 80s come from them. And actually, they came together in the early 70s. Originally, they were known as the New Day Express. That's spelled N-U-E, in case you want to do some research. Um, they did record an album for RCA in 74, then they changed some people around, moved record labels, ended up at D-Light Records, and went on to actually record another seven albums with them. Wow. Um, this one is actually from their sixth album called Sure Shot. The lead single is You Gave Me Love, and um, actually hit number 12 on the U.S. dance chart. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I was surprised to find that out, because it's not a record that I hear a lot about, even though it is my favorite comes in real smooth so here we go so crown heights affair with you gave me love
so there we are, Crown Heights Affair, You Gave Me Love at a 1980. Uh, originally on D-Light Records, but uh, full disclosure, this was actually the German import pressing on Metronome Records because, well, 3 a.m. shopping on Discogs is real. I know how that goes. And so, sometimes things just show up, and I'm like, ah, I did it wrong. That's all right, though. But it's got that awesome cover, though. It does, and that's, you know... With the logo. I'm a sucker for album art, posters, additional accoutrement, all that kind of nonsense. So as soon as I saw it, that's probably how I ended up doing it. And I didn't even realize, but that's okay. When it showed up, I was very, very excited. You should be. And for added pleasure... 45 UPM, it says on the cover. You guys will see we'll, as we'll, we'll put up the uh, the scans and stuff from this. Press at 45 in case you want to play it at the wrong speed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's always a good idea, at least to try. <laughs> so, All right, well, we're going to stay in the 80s. The record I have first up is from 1981. You would have heard this record back in the day pretty much everywhere. Yeah. This was a pretty big record, and... We've been fortunate enough to hear this at The Loft quite a few times. Todd Terry has done a really interesting edit of this, but this is the original from 1981 on A&M Records. Here's Chaz Jankel and Glad to Know You on About That Analog Life.
Chaz Jankel, glad to know you. My name is Jimmy Dupree. And I am John Michael Despirito. And this is About That Analog Life. Thank you for tuning in and turning on with us. That was really nice. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. So I wanted to just uh, tell you guys again about our Instagram, which if you followed from the last episode, you will know we are going to scan all of these and put all of the pictures up on our Instagram, which is at about 
that analog life on Instagram so you can see exactly the records that we're playing as each episode goes along. So moving right along, I'm really, really excited about this next one. This combines all of my favorite things. First of all, mm -hmm. it's a great record. Out of uh, 1980, it's called Scandal, Just Let Me Dance on one of my favorite record labels, Sam Records, also out of New York City. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm, I know, I know you do this too. I don't know if other people do this. If you do reach out, I get these like weird obsessions with record labels where all of a sudden I'm like, I need to have everything on this label for no reason. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. even matter if I like it. I just have to have it to get this crazy, like completist idea. But, um. This is, Sam really, really hooked me. There's a lot of good records I like on there, especially this one mixed by Jimmy's favorite, Jim Burgess. Yep. Scandal actually did have a second single with famed disco and house singer Lee Genesis called I Want to Do It. But this first one out of 1980, which was actually on the disco top 100. Uh, really? Yeah, peaked at number 31, was in a whole bunch of DJs lists I had seen online. So here we go. This is Scandal, Just Let Me Dance.
come on, if that don't make you want to dance, if you're not dancing while you're listening to that right now, you're doing it wrong. That's so good. Uh, that was Scandal, Just Let Me Dance on Sam Records out of 1980. Ugh, I can't even tell you how much I, I love that. That might be my favorite Jim Burgess record, actually. It's a jam, for sure. You know, It's absolutely I, a jam. It's up there with Michelle Freeman. <laughs> which we'll get to if you don't know who she is hang tight you're gonna thank me one day <laughs> in episode 343 <laughs> we'll cover the entire michelle freeman album all entirely mixed by jim burgess why why does that matter who is jim well, burgess jim was this uh great dj first generation and he was really a great technical dj back before djs really were as technically well off as he was i should say and someone recognized his talent and put him in the studio and the cool thing about his records were every single time he would go in to do a remix he would hire his same percussionist to come in and do live percussion with everything besides what the studio had already done and that was a guy by the name of Jimmy Mallon oh. and he would add things subtract things and you know really created some sonically interesting remixes well, and if you don't, if you think you don't know who these people are, let me tell you, you actually do know because if you've ever heard, what is it, Rod Stewart? Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? And is it Michael McDonald? Oh, no, the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, What a Fool Believes. Yeah. He actually won a Grammy for that. He did a mix for Nicolette Larson's Lot of Love, The Beat Goes On by Ripple. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's tons and tons of records he's done. And if you want to become a little bit more familiar with him, my friend Jim Hopkins in San Francisco has put together this archive online and he's archiving all of these great reel-to-reel -reel and cassette tapes from back in the day and it's called the San Francisco Disco Preservation Society and you can find him on hearthis.at slash sfdps for San Francisco Disco Preservation Society and there's some great tapes from Jim Burgess at 12 West as well as Alan Dodd, Bobby Vitteridi, Jimmy Stewart, Larry the Van, lots of great, interesting, really, really early tapes that show, you know, what was really going on when people were creating this stuff, where they didn't have people to look up to. Mm -hmm. They they mm -hmm. were had to create it on their own. Trailblazers. Yeah. That's usually sure. the word, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're listening to About That Analog Life, and like John said earlier, at About That Analog Life on Instagram, and you can see pictures of all of these records that we're playing, including some of the different pressings, like the German pressing of You Gave Me Love mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we just talked about. All right, now for something completely different. 1982, Bobby Orlando mm. was creating electronic music, and he called upon Ronnie Griffith, who you know from the best part of Breaking Up. She was yep. an original member of Kid Creole and the Coconuts and decided to... Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, okay. go on her own. And the album that spawned the best part of Breaking Up also a handful of other songs, including Desire, Spies, and this one, not the Roxy Music song, but a different Love is the Drug. i 
1982, produced by Bobby Orlando. That's Ronnie Griffith and Love is the Drug from Vanguard Records. My name is Jimmy Dupree. And I am John Michael Despirito. And this is... About that analog life. Yes. <laughs> you know, I have to say it's so funny because, you know, listening to something like that, you said, was it, 82? 82, yes. 82, and yet now, 2017, I find myself on Spotify, and there are so many times where the remixes for the songs that come out now sound very similar to what that is. Absolutely. So you want to talk about history repeating itself. Mm -hmm. Speaking of repeating itself, <laughs> uh, I'll take this over now. And now, in 1978, we're going to go back a little bit. There's a record here that I love by Brenda and Herb called I Who Have Nothing, which originally, actually, I Who Have Nothing was an Italian song by a guy named Joe Centieri in 1961, right before Benny King uh, okay. did his version. Benny King, when did, uh, I think Benny King did his in 1963, but either way, Benny King, they basically, ju they just took the backing track from the original and just put Benny's vocals over it. Really? And that was it, and they released his version, okay. but many people have done this song over the years. Many. Uh, many. My favorite was actually uh, Shirley Bassey. Hers is so dramatic and so <laughs> over the top. I live, it's, it's <laughs> insane. Yeah, in uh, 1978, you had these uh, two of the guy, two of the people, the members from uh, the Exciters, actually, is Brenda and Herb. You might know them with their big hit at a 1962 called "Tell Him." You know, it's funny because my parents always, when we were kids, uh, when I was a kid, when we would listen to this music because they were so big into do up, they would always say, "You know, I wonder what they're doing now. I wonder whatever happened to them." You know, you don't really hear about these groups. You know, whatever. And it, it it's, I find more and more that there were mm -hmm. so many, especially from the soul groups that went on and, and did all types of recording, soul music, pop music, all throughout the 70s and 80s and really had, you know, um, a career out of this stuff. You know, you just didn't hear about it as much. Well, especially with the technology now. I mean, mm -hmm. having discogs and the internet readily available to look up names and figure out because when we were growing up, we didn't know who the Exciters were. No. We just knew they were a group. They had a record that mm -hmm. we liked and that was, that was it. It's true. And it's really interesting piecing all these pieces of the puzzle together now mm -hmm. kind of seeing how everything flowed and, and where it, it trickled to over the years it is it's quite fascinating yeah so uh brenda and herb rooney so brenda and herb this is i who have nothing on hnl records at a 1978 i am john michael despirito and you are listening to about that analog life <laughs>
so dramatic. I love it. That was uh, Brenda and Herb, I Who Have Nothing, at uh, 1978 on H&L Records. You are listening to About That Analog Life. I am John Michael Despirito. And I am Jimmy Dupree. And can I just really, just a moment for that, because I, I Jimmy had said to me, you know, this uh, during while the song was playing, this is so dramatic. And I said, yeah, it is. I said, but find me. Find me an undramatic version of that song. I defy you. If anybody out there has one, some sort of low rent version of I Who Have Nothing, I would be very interested to hear it. But I mean it's entitled I parentheses yes. who have nothing. It's it's already <laughs> dramatic by title. <laughs> any any parenthetic song, yeah, it tends to be like, you know, like a meatloaf song. It's it's just <laughs> so twelve minutes and epic. But moving right along, Jimmy. <laughs> Well, I'm going to slow it down a little bit to about 106 beats per minute. I love my, my morning music, my sleaze, my down-tempo R&B. And this one is from 1981 on Beckett Records, which had some releases you might remember. Thanks to You by Cinnamon, I'll Do Anything for You by Denroy Morgan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, both great tracks, um, along with... A ton of others. Uh, what was the one? I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. What was the one that I liked that David Todd and Nick Martinelli did? Uh, Rocket, Here Comes My Love. Mm -hmm. oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, there's, it's just there's lots of cool stuff on this label, and this one is no exception. The artist's name is Garfield Fleming. It goes back to 1981. It's called Don't Send Me Away, and the only information I really have is that for a period of time, he sang with the Delphonics mm. and did some recordings with them in the 80s and 90s. Check this one out.
Garfield Fleming, Don't Send Me Away on Beckett Records. My name is Jimmy Dupree, and this is About That Analog Life. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, you can tell, and I think that's why I get, like I was saying before, sometimes really hooked into labels, because in the case of Beckett Records, I feel like I have a lot of records that are absolutely around the same BPM, the same, you know, they're all in the same genre, and it's that's really, really pretty. I like that. I'm going to take that and go in the complete other direction here. When we talk about Gloria Gaynor, I feel like people only talk about two songs. Obviously, I Will Survive and Then I Am What I Am. Those are always the first, at least the, the ones that I've heard over the years. That was like her big thing. I mean, I know the big... Never you can know, say goodbye would probably be the second one I would think of after yeah. I Will Survive. But. See, but I feel like most people mention the Michael Jackson one on that. At least in my experience. Oh, I don't know. I guess in... in with I disco queens, it's a different story. I yeah, it's know. true. I mean, but there are so many great ones, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Casanova Brown, Brown. That's your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one, you know, I never really hear that much about. And I have to say, up until recently, I wasn't entirely overly familiar with it. But after I Will Survive in 1978, the original producers and songwriters, Freddie Perrin and Dino Fakaris, got together and she put out another album in 79, released this song called Let Me Know I Have a Right. And it's in every way an anthem just like I Will Survive is. And this one actually spent 13 weeks on the charts. And you oh, wow. never hear about it. 13 weeks on the charts. It peaked only at number 42, but still. Great track on Polydor out of 1979. This is Gloria Gaynor with Let Me Know I Have a Right on About That Analog Life.
That's Gloria Gaynor out of 1979 with uh, Let Me Know I Have a Right on Polydor Records. This is About That Analog Life, and I am John Michael Despirito. And I'm Jimmy Dupree, and I got the next record. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, though, that, that is such a crazy formula to have, because, I mean, you know, it's the same songwriters as I Will Survive, just as epic. And on the 12-inch on the that I have here, it gives you two options. One side has with spoken dialogue, like you heard in the break, or one without. I mean, I don't know why you would choose it without. Obviously, I chose it with, because it just adds to the campiness of it all. <laughs> so, I mean, really, incredible. Go ahead, take it away. All right. We're going to go to 1980 right now with a Pittsburgh-born artist by the name of George Benson. Mm. Heard of him before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just give me the name. Exactly. Well, this was the first song on that album in 1980, and it was written by Rod Temperton, who wrote tons and tons of fantastic hit records for lots of different artists, including George Benson. I just am going to shout out my favorite, um, Michael Jackson, Baby Be Mine, mm -hmm. Rod Temperton. That's, uh, sorry, so good, so good. Mm -hmm. Good. And this one's <laughs> called Love Times Love.
Warner Brothers Records, 1980, George Benson and Love Times Love mm. on about that analog life. Hey, don't forget, check out our Instagram at about that analog life. You'll get to see pictures of these records. You get to see other things from our record collections as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, have some fun with us. Speaking of which, in 1979, just as Gloria Gaynor, I'm going to tie it back there, just as Gloria Gaynor was releasing her massive hit, I Will Survive, a group named Cream de Coco, Creme de Coco, not really sure, I like both, um, was getting together, and they were made up of two prior groups, the Ambassadors from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and were across the, the river, the Ebony's from Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. They were... They only put out two records as a, two albums rather as a disco quartet in 78 and 79 on Venture Records and then about 2 years after the group had put out their last release they put out this one single and as best as I can describe it it is a cover of Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive but it's from a male perspective which is kind of interesting and you're almost hearing the other side of the story I guess in their response records so take a listen to this because I've actually this is out of 1981 and I love Gloria Gaynor but I do kind of dig the uh the idea behind this so check it out so this is creme de coco venture records i will survive 1981 on about that analog life my face is the last face that you want to see and i bet you thought that you had seen the last of me but now i hear that you've been running saying things behind my back that's why i'm here I wanna show you where you're at, and so here goes You so and so I just came back to let you know my dear exactly where to go I paid for each and every lock, I even let you have my keys And now you wanna change the locks and close the door on me Well that's okay, that's okay you Don't you worry about the tears here in my eyes, they're not the 
simply want to live, not just survive. Like you survive. So don't go All I've done for you You could at least just tell the truth Oh girl, should I Should I remind you of the times I picked you up When you were down Oh, I even helped you Get your feet back on the ground But you're ungrateful I can say With you I don't wanna be I'm giving my love to someone Who's in love with only me If that's not you
off your knees. Excuse you. So dramatic. I do. I, I, it seems like every single record that I pick is the most dramatic thing I've ever heard. I was shaking my shoulders. And that's hey, that's what it's all about. If your shoulders activate, that means you're doing it right. <laughs> so that was uh, Creme de Coco. I will survive on Venture Records at a 1981, and you're listening to About That Analog Life, and I am John Michael Despirito. Yes, he is. And actually, if you guys want to come and hear me, anybody in the New York tri-state area, or if you want to take the trip in from anywhere else, by all means, every second and fourth Sunday of the month, I DJ a disco party called Disco Den down at Nowhere Bar that is on 14th Street between 1st and 2nd Avenue. Uh, and it's a, it's a good time. You it know, is a good time. Chill out, Sunday night, good vibes. I'm there from 10 at night till 3 in the morning playing all the things that you're hearing here and a whole lot more. Speaking of all of the things that I will be playing this weekend, mm. looks like I have a little something in my inbox from Jimmy Dupree. Yes, I just finished up doing an edit this week of Terry Wells, I'm Giving All Your Love. I love it, I love it. Me too. And I've always wanted to do an edit, so I sat down and broke apart pieces of the instrumental that David Todd and Nick Martinelli put together and then some of the vocal and yeah. It's really good. Thanks. I really, really enjoy it. I'm Thanks. actually really looking forward to playing that. We're actually going to end the show with Terry Wells because we really do enjoy her. So and good. this was the first single off of the album that she put out. It was 1983. And believe it or not, she was also a member of City Limits, which last time mm -hmm. we were here, I played Love is Everywhere by them, which came out in about 75. And then she did a bunch of work with Philadelphia International Records doing background singing mm -hmm. under a handful of different producers and then finally went solo. This one album, that was it, a handful of singles. This was the first one. It's called You Make It Heaven.
Slice of Heaven from Philadelphia, 1983. Terry Wells on Philly World Records. God, and that... That's so good. Really, it is. It's it's Look. just so beautiful. And she's got a great voice, the production, all of it. Mm. It's just fabulous. But hey, that actually concludes episode two Boom. of About That Analog Life. And we thank you very much for being a part of the show, being a part of the action, and joining us. And uh, we hope you will stop by our Instagram. That's where you're going to find all the uh, most current information about what's happening with the podcast and anything that we, you know, decide to share along the way from our record collections. And you can find us there at About That Analog Life. And that concludes episode two. Yeah. Bye, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>